0: The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network, and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit
1: sqpn.com slash give.
0: You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 21.
2: Janet West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection.
0: All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home.
2: Pete, you say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to love it going.
0: Hi, I'm Jack Barrazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate. Where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. How's it going, Jack? It's going well. And Lisa Jones. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hi, Hi Jack. All right. I uh, I hate to do this to y'all, but today we're gonna we're gonna start off talking about politics.
1: Well, as, as my t shirt says, politics ruins everything, so we 're going to ruin this episode right off the bat huh?
3: yep I hate it when my favorite podcasts are talking about politics it 's like just stick to entertaining me i don 't want to hear it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you want did you want to give a quick summary of that yeah clip uh,
3: show? quick like summary uh, yeah um, non interventionist and uh, fiscal hawk Senator Kinsey um, pays a visit to Stargate Command. Um, he is concerned about the $7.4 billion a year that the program is costing the U.S. government. Um, and so he is coming to at the at the request of the president to review the mission reports from SG-1 and to see if there's uh, some reason why he should spare the program as he's in charge of a high-ranking committee that uh, can shut it down. Um, in the end, he's not convinced, and the Stargate program is shut down. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Night along the way of... <laughs> along the way we're treated to some uh flashbacks from previous episodes that are um rather long and drawn out and don't really uh catch yeah. you up on much of anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And yeah, this is very much the classic 90s clip episode, you know, where you know, if you remember those that there every every series had them, you know, at some point there would be a clip episode. This was it. So yeah, there's there's not really a lot to talk about there. Um but
0: that episode does pretty much roll right into the season 1 finale within the Serpents Serpent's grasp. And what we're going to do today for this episode is we're going to talk about that episode along with the second episode or the first episode of the second season, mm-hmm. um The Serpent's Lair. And so we'll we'll break for that, but we'll we'll come back to that um next week.
1: I I would um, I do I do want to kind of add the one one great line from politics. And it's not so much a great line from politics, but it's a a great line in response to it. So Kinsey is, is, of course, he's doubting that the gold are coming. And if they do, we can fight them off because they're not really gods. And there's only one real God. And he wouldn't let this happen. And it's like, you know, that's the wrong line. See, the line you need is from Captain America. There's only one God, ma'am. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. That's (laughs) a much better line.
3: (laughs) Oh, you, you reminded me. There is one line in this. I think it's one of my favorite lines in the entire show. And that's where Daniel Jackson is explaining how in the mirror universe, which we covered in our previous episode, uh, Sam and Jack are, are engaged and, uh, Jack goes engaged and Sam is like, it's theoretically possible. And, uh, Jack goes, it's against regulation. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so for Jack, it's not about what's possible. It's, uh, you know, what's, what's in and out, out of the, uh, code of conduct there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we do oh, yeah. also get a, uh, a reference to independence day, which is funny. He said, uh, Daniel mentions that they could just fly up and destroy the ships with a computer virus. So yep. that was good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it was the first time we uh, meet Senator Kinsey, who, goodness, we get to know a whole lot more about later. And yep. we see him many, many times. And he is quite the nemesis of the program.
3: Yeah. And at least uh, in yep. this episode, I mean, he does have some really good points. I mean, it's costing a fortune. Um, there's, There's nothing really to show for it. And it is opening up the Earth to you know, possible alien attacks. And of course, he's mistaken about how imminent those attacks are. But um, in this one, you know, he's he does have some good points. He's not written like a cartoonish supervillain, um, which he yeah. is in later episodes. He kind of slides into to full on uh, Mr. Burns uh, villainy. That's,
1: but of course, this is this is this is Ronnie Knox and his, his best uh, slimy politician. You know, he does the, the you know, make you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm your friend and I'm here to help you. And now I'm going to attack you. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My other question about this episode is how did they decide which clips? Because those are not the clips that I would have selected. And as one of y'all said, they were kind of long and didn't really, I mean, I, I guess they caught you up for the finale, but I just, I don't know. Those were not the clips I would have selected.
0: Yeah. It was odd because I think at least a fourth or a little over, probably like a third of the runtime of the episode was new content, but the rest of it was padded out. But mm-hmm. I don't know why they went to the trouble of doing that. Like you're going to basically do a bottle episode. You might as well just set it in the conference room and have them talk about it. And that would have been a more interesting way to deal with that kind of issue.
3: Yeah. And and like, like you said, Lisa, there's not a lot there that provides context to people who wouldn't have been able to you know see the previous episodes if they were new to the show. It just you know, isn't it cool? We have these weapons and lots of people get shot on the show and things like that. And it doesn't really advance anything. And I think they could have written, you know, the other half an
0: hour or something. They could have written some new stuff for that. Mm -hmm. Would have been a lot more interesting. (laughs) And that's, that's pretty much all there is to say about politics. Um, So we can roll into talking about. um, Something much more interesting. Yes. (laughs) Here's and here's a quick summary of uh, Within the Serpent's Grasp. The Stargate program has been shut down by Senator Kinsey, as previously discussed, and the SGC is in the process of being cleaned out. SG1, seeking to prevent the alternate future that Daniel witnessed, disobeys orders and travels to the coordinates Daniel brought back from the mirror dimension. The team finds themselves on a gold mothership, part of an invasion force to destroy Earth. The team discovers that Skara is the host of Apophis's son, Clorox. I mean, Chloral. <laughs> the team plants C four on the ship and is able to capture Chlorel, but he is rescued by his Jaffa, and Jack is forced to kill him to prevent Daniel from being killed. Meanwhile, the gold fleet arrives in the solar system, and that's where we cut into mm-hmm. "To Be Continued." Ominous music. Yes. Yep. Boom. 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 So yeah, um, I didn't really grow up in the era where you had to wait for wait for the next season of the show
2: or (laughs) so oh that's funny
1: Yeah, yeah
3: a lot of like picard's been turned into a borg and i have to wait three months
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah, well it's it's it's, it's, of course it's worse now because if you do watch it season by season you know as they come out a lot of these series now are only 10 to 12 episodes long like doctor who like the Mm -hmm. star treks uh so you're waiting a year Pretty much for the next season, if not longer. Or two yeah. or three, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. This, but this, it seems like, sh- yeah, they've gone
0: to a format for most shows now where each season is kind of a self-contained arc. Like, you don't really get mm-hmm. a lot of cliffhangers between seasons anymore, I feel like.
2: That's true. They tend to yep. clean it all yep. up, put a bow on it, and then they start something new the next year. Yep, exactly.
3: Yeah. We're all anthology shows now. Yeah. More or less.
2: This, yeah. this one ended in July. No, it ended in March, and then it started up again in July. So it really, or June, I think it was. It really wasn't that long to wait. But you know, at the time, you're used to seeing those episodes one a week. Mm-hmm. There's no streaming. There's no watch it on demand unless you stuck your VHS well. and recorded it. Right. So I don't know. It was it was a great cliffhanger. It got it. Really amped up the excitement. You couldn't wait for the next season mm-hmm. to start.
1: And you know this this is still a time when they did reruns.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The series would end and then they would rerun the series, you know, episodes from the series, especially as the series got longer.
3: Very exciting so, episode. And this kind of sets up, um, you know, the Stargate formula of having, you know, the the exciting cliffhangers where there's lots of, you know, gunplay and running through corridors mm-hmm. and, you know, twists and turns along the way. And uh, this also they would film the, the, you know, the beginning and then the ending part back to back and then start mm-hmm. production on the next season sometime later. Right. And so you'd always get these jarring things where like the first episode of the season what it would air. And then on the second episode, everybody's hair is different, you know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look completely different. Yeah. A, yeah. a bit Set of a time
1: teams. jump there. And, that, and that's where sometimes, you know, series will do. I think Bellstar Galacta did that once where it was like, you know, they did the cliffhanger and the opening and then it was like six months later. Yeah. You know, so that there was an excuse why there was yeah. change. Yeah. 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 That's a, yeah. one way to do it. Uh,
0: we get introduced to a lot of uh, new uh, technology in this episode, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, you can see guns. the Zat guns. Yep. Yes. Which seemed <laughs> very inefficient, but that seems to be par for the course
1: with uh, gold weaponry. Yeah. But you notice uh, Jack always double tapped it, though, so he didn't mess around with yeah. the stun. It's just like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, syndicated sci-fi. Like, the very first weapon they have to introduce is a stun weapon, so your heroes aren't aren't, you know blasting away killing people you know it's the very first weapon they introduce on atlantis is the wraith stun you know stun beam and stuff and <laughs> of course the star trek phasers so mm-hmm.
0: right exactly although they do say that it like causes excruciating pain so mm-hmm. you can like horribly hurt someone later on it just kind of knocks them out yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that there was some uh yeah, yeah back and forth over the seasons how bad it really hurt them was it just yeah. knock them out was it painful was it not you know
1: but i i like the fact you know first time is the stun the second time is kill and third time is disintegrate
2: yeah
3: Yeah. video game logic
2: did y'all realize that they stopped doing that after about four seasons i didn't realize that that they stopped doing disintegrate Mm. they just kind of got rid of it after that which i found you know online but i Mm. i'm gonna have to go back and think about it as we get that far realize they just kind of let it go by the wayside
1: well it's not like they disintegrate a lot i mean to begin with i mean we only see yeah. it about like what twice in this episode so
3: yeah right and then later on they can use it to disintegrate like items that they don't want to leave lying around too so mm-hmm. uh, like in 19 yep yep it's yep. <laughs> just that <snap> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like i'm not
3: I'm not sure how this is supposed to work yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i want to know if there's like a like a period between uh shots like if you go too long does it reset itself so like if you shoot someone twice and then you shoot them 20 minutes later is it still going to disintegrate them like how does that work they never really talk
1: about it but sg1 gets zapped with this thing many 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 times so and they don't die so there must be some kind of reset point yeah where the energy dissipates or something like that
2: just enough where it's convenient
1: yeah
0: Yep. we also get to see uh a lot of the interiors of the gold ships um I like the I like the design. It's almost like it's like bad art deco, but <laughs> yeah. Or, or kind of like um what's what's that uh Remember that show on Nickelodeon back in the 90s, the Temple, like the Temple Run show, what's it called? Oh, Legends yeah. of the Temple or whatever? Mm.
3: Yeah, That's... I was more of a Double Dare kid myself. Yeah, same yeah. here. <laughs> but there are a lot of physical challenges in this in this episode uh for the for the team certainly. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and we get to, we get introduced to what I thought was going to be a rover from the prisoner, that little flying uh, ball that, uh, is actually turns out to be a communication device, which uh, mercifully they don't yep. really
1: bring back uh, too often. You really don't hear much about it anymore after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just looked like a big floating malted uh, milk ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there, there's a we were talking about this uh, offline or talking about this in our chat Um this change the lines changed when jack first sees this depending on what version of of the uh of the video you're watching whether it's the original showtime broadcast or the syndicated broadcast in the original showtime broadcast uh jack looks at it and says do you think it gets showtime you know of course got to plug the the people are right. paying the money in the others it's with cool tv he says cool yeah TV. cool tv yeah no, yeah.
2: actually the, I thought the line was Gould TV. Gould TV? old, Yeah. And I
0: heard it is cool, but on Hulu the subtitles still say
1: The Showtime lines. Yeah.
2: I, like I don't know. So, so I've I watched got it on Netflix and it said Showtime.
1: Yeah, and I've got the DVDs and it it has the Showtime Line. So this is one of these changes and in it I think so one of you were saying that it was that they actually recorded both at the same, you know, like they recorded one and then recorded the other. So it was yeah, like two Yeah, I read. Mhm. Yeah, two different cuts
0: of the episode or that scene so they could have the syndicated version not mention Showtime. It wasn't a dub. I guess,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's no, pretty it was a different smart. take. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: forward thinking if you think about. It. First season, first season um of a series and they're like, we're going to get syndicated. Yeah. Let's let's do this twice.
1: Well, I think yeah. I think the plan originally was that it would broadcast syndication a year after Showtime.
2: Mm.
1: And I think, you know, so I think it was being That's released true. They
2: didn't wait for 100 episodes to No
1: that was the original plan, but that makes sense? Mm-hmm.
3: And that's the first yeah. of our, uh, many wizard of Oz references for this episode is mm-hmm. the, end the, ball <laughs> with the giant head appearing in it. And then of course you get the winky guards, uh, running through the hallways going and the music goes, Oh, whoa!" Oh, <laughs> as they march, 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 march. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not, uh, I mean, I had to believe it was intentional just because the music cue is a little too on the nose there, but,
0: yeah, that is funny. Yeah. I do always wonder, uh, the same thing with the stormtroopers on the Death Star. Like, do people just get put in rotations? Like, all right, we're just going to march around in circles for an
1: hour?
2: Probably. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they, they said they had different troops at different places. So, and, and by the way, lots of great hiding places in this these ships. Mm-hmm. Lots of little nooks and crannies you can crawl in and no one will even see you.
2: I love it.
3: And Teal'cassus... <laughs> Tilk is implausibly aware of or implausibly ignorant of, you know, that this is a ship. You know, it's not even he gets to the end. He's like, I didn't want to say anything till I was absolutely sure. He's just like, I don't know. I've only been on Death Gliders before, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, you know, it's funny. The first time around 20 years ago, I didn't really think about it. But this time around, I was like, eh.
3: He was first prime. I mean, he had to fly on other ships and atops and
1: and, You know, they did. I I think they tried to explain it by there's there's a line where he says, oh, uh, that gold transport ships fly at 10 times the speed of light. And of course, this flies much, much faster than that. Mm -hmm. So and he says he's not familiar with this ship. So I don't know if it was like a uh, like a new class of ship that he wasn't experienced with. I don't know. It doesn't.
2: But it looks seriously similar to Apophysis ship that we're going to be on in the next episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just the oh. same class, it looks like. You think he'd uh, have experience with that?
3: And uh, this this time the ship has the priests and, uh, you know, priestesses on it, which usually they, they don't from now on. Whenever you see a ship, it's just, you know, Jaffa Guard 1, Jaffa Guard 2. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also known as target but, practice. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: We get to see a uh, Scar again for the first time since the beginning mm-hmm. of the season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's now a Chlorel
3: and a fan favorite, uh, Ferretti, played by Brent Hooray! State. Yeah, doesn't yep. do much, but it's always good to see Brent State well, there. We,
1: well, you know he's head of SG two now after yep. after Kowalski yep. was killed. So mm-hmm.
2: sadly, it is the last time we see him. Yep. Well, that's
3: too bad. Yeah,
2: he never, doesn't come I mean, back. No, he's referred to in a season three or season four, but they you don't see them ever again. Hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm assuming it was an actor issue, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, or it, probably, could, yeah. it could be just SG2 became one of, another one of those other teams that we never see. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not sure when Andromeda started, but he was a, a main character on Andromeda for
1: uh, uh.
3: its first few seasons until the bat makeup he was wearing interfered with him.
1: Yeah, mm.
3: had an adverse reaction to it. Oh, that he, sounds... Not fun yeah he played a cannibalistic bat priest
1: <laughs> hmm
2: okay yeah. it's
1: been a while Very since good. i've watched any of andromeda yeah. so i don't remember yeah. it, but...
2: <laughs> i wasn't a fan back in the day so i yeah. don't really uh-uh.
3: stay tuned for sqpn secrets of andromeda.
1: yeah <laughs>
3: one, of these days. Secrets, one of these days secrets
2: of all
1: the other <laughs> random yeah. tv shows that are out there oh wait we've got one like that yeah Secrets of movies oh, yeah. and TV. She's <laughs> doing specifically secrets of bad
0: '90s sci-fi. Oh, there's oh, lots.
3: So
2: much fun. Though, Ooh, right?
0: Nightman. Yeah, we got to do
3: Nightman.
2: <laughs> <There's> so <laughs> many. Superhero
3: who plays smooth jazz
0: saxophone. <laughs> nice. Isn't that Duke Silver?
3: <laughs> oh yeah. It may have been who Duke Silver was, was based on.
0: Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, this really sets up. Uh, Earth is on the map. In the galaxy, Mm -hmm. and they're gonna have to start dealing with that.
1: Yep. Even if Kinsey doesn't want to. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
2: Let's say you think about all the tension they created in this episode, right? SGC is being closed, and the president can't help; doesn't want to help. Politics are involved. You know all that, right? You've got imminent Earth doom. Mm -hmm. You have the the SG one going off planet, trying to get off planet. They get off planet. They got, I mean, it's just like so many things. And then yeah. they're going to die. Chlorel's going to die. I mean, you just, they set up so many things in this. It was wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, and then they have the contingency plan of if they can't stop the ship, they're going to make the ship go boom. Yeah. yeah. C4 or 4C is, is a, somebody will call it next episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We get a lot of uh, action heroics from, from uh, Daniel Jackson this episode, but I mean, the one thing that struck me is Carter, like there's a stunned Jaffa on the ground and Carter just like walks up and like doubles at some just, yeah, <laughs> it's like he wasn't <laughs> straight up murders. I'm he just... wasn't going
2: to hurt you. <laughs> no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and we've established that these people are, are basically under duress to, to do this, but oh well. Um... well.
2: You're not supposed to humanize the cannon fodder.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Tell that
1: to Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> but uh well, yeah, you, you, no, there. But uh, I was gonna say you talked Jack or Victor about how you know Daniels he turns an action hero. Like he's one point he's literally double wielding pistols. I mean he's just going out there looking like the wild west. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> next episode he has like a M sixteen and a forty five, and I'm
3: like, how does that work? I... Yeah.
0: <laughs> going all Rambo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah the design of these ships just seems kind of inefficient they're very large they got lots of big corridors and just a lot of wasted space i never really mm-hmm. i don't i guess it goes with the hubris the goal yeah it it's the
3: gold, it's a like gold op- opulence yeah
0: yeah yep.
2: and they're not really guarding anything or really worried about anyone coming on i mean think about it. the gates not guarded the ship's not really guarded it's like eh, no one's gonna work.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah,
2: it's they just don't,
1: they don't no, no one. It. No one snuck on the planet before we we entered hyperspace, and
3: yeah, I mean, uh, but from their perspective, yeah, nobody would know the address or, or anything. And it's also a really good thing that like the serpent guard helmets have no peripheral vision because like they leave their night vision <laughs> yeah. goggles. And I'm like, guys, you're worried about nothing. Like you can't see anything out of those helmets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, uh, what
2: y'all think about the fact that they could dial? They have a gate. I mean, they have a, yeah, have a Stargate on the ship. I think it's cool. That's a nice twist, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, they, they build a whole series around that later. Yeah. But, (laughs) exactly. But, uh, but now. Yeah. And, and they set up the rules for that very nicely, too. It's like it can, Mm -hmm. you can, yeah, you can dial out there and out if it's in orbit above a planet, as long as you know the point of origin for that planet. When it's in Mm -hmm. hyperspace, you can't dial to it, um, because there's no point of origin or, you know, End point. So I thought that was, that was very nicely done.
1: Yeah.
0: Does there have to be like, and they, they don't really, they didn't go into this in this episode at least, but like, could you give the ship its own point of origin and have it be like a floating symbol where like, depending on where you are, that would be, that would change. Cause I don't, I don't understand why it would have to be tied specifically to a planet.
3: If he had like nine the- Chevrons, you could probably do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I th- I think the issue of two of, of being tied to a plan is more for dialing in to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's got to be at a fixed point or at least close enough to a fixed point. You know, it makes sense that you can't dial in while the, while the ship's under warp or hyperspace or whatever they call it, because the thing is moving so fast that by the time you got the thing dialed up, it's already past its point that it's dialing to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. So I like the way they showed us that. I, when i saw him they're like daniel send them out back through and i'm thinking nice why right but mm-hmm. then they did that yeah. just so they could show that it works mm-hmm. and then yeah. five minutes later it doesn't work it doesn't
1: again. yep well also so that was
2: a nice
3: yeah also so so they're not leaving the mouth like right there on the ship for the guards to find too and so i thought sure, that was exactly. a nice actual tactical thing there we mm-hmm. we, we see far too few mops being sent back
1: mm-hmm yeah, like I think they'll just rare. get left. I yeah. think you just get left yeah. on the planets.
0: They're
3: like Voyager shuttlecraft or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> just crank them out. Yeah. We also get uh when they stop the ship. I guess they don't have any um, inertial dampeners because everyone <laughs> falls over
1: except for Teal. Mm-hmm. We'll start and stop. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah that that was a nice little little. You know, way to show that the ship was taking off. Again, mm-hmm. though, Teal'c's like, I didn't know what it was. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. We knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. just feigning ignorance.
3: He just likes to build dramatic tension. Those yep, Indeed. <laughs>
0: Indeed. <laughs> nice.
3: Uh, yeah. I also like how Daniel, as soon as they plant the bombs, Daniel's just like ready to go on that detonator. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's just mm-hmm. blow it
0: up right now punch out let's seems, go <laughs> yeah i think he's just kind of done with everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he he is also he has witnessed everyone he knows mm-hmm. die and the earth get destroyed so mm-hmm. he does have a sense of urgency that everyone else probably doesn't have
2: right good point yeah he knows how bad it's about to get
0: right and yeah. i do find it funny um just going back to politics a bit, but the fact that you have the senator there and uh, Lieutenant um, Samuels and Colonel Samuels, so, Colonel Colonel Samuels, <laughs> um, they are so like blasé about like an interdiment or a like a a wormhole portal that you can just access like that. Like, well, mm-hmm. It's just you know whatever. Yeah, like there's no amount of awe in the technology, which yeah. I feel like you would actually encounter people like that. The oh yeah,
1: so. oh, yeah. Well, this is, he's a politician, and his 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 concern is money, how the, the fiscal responsibility, which is fine, and all that, and you know, oversight for uh, black organizations and top secret missions, that's fine. But you know, it's like, I'm sorry if if I found out there was a Stargate and I got to go see it. Oh, you know, I'd be like, cool. Can I go through? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's
3: part of his nature as an officious, you know, bureaucrat there but we just yeah. we do get a sympathetic president i think later on who's who's more interested mm-hmm. in the in the program mm-hmm.
2: did anyone think it was interesting that kinsey was sitting there and telling the military don't worry you can beat the gold you have enough technology and then military members are like who've actually interacted with the gold say no we can't yeah and he's like oh yes you can
1: our military can handle it how dare you doubt our military to these military members yeah yeah, yeah. well in defense, he may have
3: been um sold that by uh Colonel Samuels, who we'll see in the next episode, may have actually believed
0: that. Yep. Um Yeah, he just gets slimier and slimier.
2: He? Yeah. We'll
3: we'll we'll <laughs> get to that for sure. Boy. Uh and there's there is some some nice reveals here. You know, Scara um you know, uh is is there and then uh the big the big twist, which they kind of like spoil and then don't comment on it which is, uh, you know, (laughs) like uh, Lieutenant or, you know, Airman Harriman, whatever, you know, says, oh, yeah, we're reporting two blips. And up until this point in the episode, you're like, "Okay, there's one ship. What's the second blip? And then and then they just leave that there. And then at the end, um, when they do that, pretty cool for the for the time and for the budget pullback from the Peltac, you know, and you see the ship and then they pan around and, uh, you know, there's a second ship right there. Um, That's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool reveal there. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Um, something
2: yeah. else I read about this episode was that uh, Scar was supposed to die mm. oh. that, that when Jack shot him he was supposed to die that was supposed to be the end it of his story turn on office light. yeah and that the <laughs> uh, fan that. reaction was so intense Yeah, huh. that they you know
1: they brought him back
0: don't. <laughs> right because the way it's played is like it's it's a finality for him and mm-hmm. the point being that jack had to do that even though he's kind of viewed him as kind of a an adoptive son almost mm-hmm. yep. um <laughs> but yeah i like uh choice. i like the back and forth with his character like the internal struggle within between right. skara and uh Chlorel. so i'm hoping we see more of that
1: paid off in the future yeah well it's we it's
2: we, we run into Scara what at least a few more times.
1: Yeah, yeah I can't remember how yeah. often, but it's, we do we do see them again, um, and it is nice that they're 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 really showing not just you know what they've told, uh, but they're really uh, showing the fact that the host can fight back against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the gold parasite. It's hard, but you can do it. So I mean, and that's something that obviously comes into play later as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jack uh, stuns him with the zat gun, and that brings
0: uh scara to the surface for a little bit.
3: mm mm-hmm.
0: It's good to see that. hmm I do also uh find it funny that uh Teal'c doesn't seem overly concerned with with the mission. Like he's very I guess he's just stoic, but he's it almost <laughs> seems like he's just kinda like, yeah, we're just gonna hang out here and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Tilk.
3: Yeah. At least until someone threatens to remove his primta, which sounds pretty painful to me. Yeah, I don't want exactly. Removing my primta. <laughs> just
0: peel it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that um, I had not really thought about that, but that is something that would be implanted there, and not it's not like a biological feature. Yeah,
3: it is, and it isn't because I mean they they can you can just like whip it out at will, you know, and share it with somebody. But then in order to I guess remove it permanently, they have to use a special knife or something. It's yeah. Mm.
2: The most painful way to die. Yeah. I'll
3: take I'll take their word for it on you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Glass on, something I have to worry about. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I looked. We only see Scar one more time. No oh, way.
3: Wow. We don't see him on Abydos yeah. at the I end mean, of season season eight.
2: No, it says he's mentioned in season eight, oh, but we don't okay. see. Okay. I know they
3: come up with. I think they come up with like a scar replacement or something for that episode. But that's oh okay. Hmm.
2: I know. I was kind of surprised that season three is the last time we see him. Ah.
0: Hmm.
2: After season two,
0: yeah,
2: we're not we're not quite done yet.
0: (laughs) Do we see him multiple times in season two? No,
2: I know.
3: No, no, he isn't full circle.
2: Oh, you know what? I clicked on season six. Evidently, they. They've separated him out, Scar versus Chlorel. So oh, nice. when you you have to look at both of them. Sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, no problem. We yeah. see him in season three, season six, and then he's mentioned yeah. in season eight.
3: Hmm. Sorry. Nice. It's good <laughs> I was thinking
2: more than that. Yeah. And then full circle at the very end, right?
3: Yeah, full circle is season six, I think.
2: Season six.
0: Yeah, yeah. They... Excellent. All right, well I think we can uh We'll cut it off here. Be sure to join us next week when we'll be uh, talking about uh, the Serpent's Lair. Before we go, I'd like to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Colin M., Anne S., G.R., Peter G., and Daphne M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at Starquest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate, and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com, or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or on Twitter at sqpn. You can also join the StarQuest fan club mailing list by texting StarQuest to 66866. Send StarQuest to 66866. We'll be back next time. We'll be picking up this discussion of the first season or the first episode of the second season of SG-1, The Serpent Slayer. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. Once again, I'm Jack Barrazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest.
1: Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?